Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Wow, it's a beautiful day today outside for me and uh, it's a beautiful day to be talking about a subject I love and that is lay the field in horse racing. Okay, so this was a member suggestion. Thank you for that suggestion. And basically, lay the field is one of the most popular horse racing strategies. And if you don't know what it is, basically it's a case where you lay every horse in a race. And then in play, as those odds come in, you set a target price. So maybe something like 1.5. Sometimes people do 2.0. And if two or more horses match, um, if you do 2.0, you're about break even if two match. But if three match, you're in profit. And if one point, on odds of 1.5, if two horses match, you make a nice profit um, just from two horses looking like they're going to win the race. The reason this is popular is firstly because it's a very simple strategy, right? You're just laying every horse in the race and hoping that it's a close race. So essentially all you're really trying to identify in terms of finding value is races where it will be close. Races where two horses are likely to get very short in price. And you know, you've, if you've watched horse racing markets, you would have seen many, many times this phenomenon happen where you can get two, sometimes you can get three horses that trade, you know, really heavily odds on in one race. Um, I've even seen it where you get four, um, and there's probably been examples where there's been five. It can be crazy sometimes how the odds can just swing in play. I mean, you know, watch the horse racing markets the next chance you get. Just watch a couple of races and you'll see how often uh, horses go odds on and don't win the race. Sometimes, you know, crazy short. So it's a really interesting strategy and I know a lot of people like to trade lay the field and I've been asked to kind of give my summary and assessment of it as a strategy and whether it's something that, that people should pursue. Now, I think the first thing to identify here is as ever, what's going to give you the edge, right? What's going to make you make the money trading this strategy on Betfair? Well, to me, it's pretty clear. You've got to be finding competitive races. You've got to be finding races where it's expected that the horses are going to be close. Things are going to be tight. It's going to be competitive. You know, we're not talking about you know, races where it's kind of Man City playing a non-league team, right? We're not talking about those kind of races. We're not talking about races where we don't really necessarily know the horses either. I think this is another thing to mention, is that, you know, let's say you get a maiden race where the horses are all fairly new to racing and you don't really have any information on some of them. Um, I think this would be a difficult type of race to use for lay the field. Now, someone might come back to me and say, well, Martin, I've got this strategy and it does this for maidens and it's doing well. And that's great. But for me, what I want is to know that it's definitely competitive. And I think when you don't have information on horses, it's very difficult for me to go, I know that's going to be a competitive race. Okay. So what's the simplest way of finding a competitive race? Well, you've got two types of races. You've got handicap or non-handicap. Handicap, for anyone who doesn't know, is when they add weight to horses to essentially try and make it fair. 
So let's use that Man City example for people who don't trade horses. If Man City were playing a non-league team, if they were handicapped, you might give the non-league team a three-goal or four-goal start and then see who won. It's the same thing with the horse racing. Essentially, what they're trying to do is even up the field. And in theory, if they're doing it correctly, all the horses should finish at the same time. Right? Of course, that's not going to happen, but that's essentially what they're trying to do. You know, Think the NFL draft, where the worst team gets the best pick of the upcoming players from college. Um, so I, I, I think it's a really good system for trying to keep racing competitive. And so, therefore, I would use handicap races in lay the field. That would actually be my first thought, would be right. Okay, I want handicap races. Now, the second part of this is you want races where, again, because you want races where there's going to be a few in contention towards the end of the race, you probably want shorter distances. Okay? The reason being that... You know, let's say you have a national hunt like two, three mile race. Well, by about halfway round, a lot of the time in those races, quite a few of the horses are so far back that they're not in contention. And often what you'll get is one or two horses maybe get to the front and push on. And really, you only ever have a chance of a couple of horses getting matched short and often... It's just going to be one horse that goes short and, and goes on to win. So for me, you want shorter races. And that in, in turn is going to lead in the end to you picking non-jumps races. So you want flat racing for this. And you're probably looking at six furlongs to a mile. Um, I'm not sure I'd push much past that. And... Again, the benefit you're going to get from those types of races is that you're going to get a situation where there should be a few horses pushing for the win late in the race. Now, the only kind of caveat I'll add to that is that, you know, the market is going to take that into consideration to a degree. So the market is going to expect it to be fairly close late on. They're not just going to look at a horse that's slightly ahead and go, right, Let's back that into 1.1. So to get two horses matched at 1.5, you're going to have to have two horses that really look like they're going to go on to win the race, uh, both during that time. But of course, it will happen so quickly. You know, that can happen two or three times in the same race. You know, imagine a six furlong race. It's a bit like a 100 meter sprint for humans. and, And watching that, you can see how you can watch it and think, oh, he's going to win. Oh, no, he's going to win. Oh, no, he won. That's that's kind of the race we're after, really. That's kind of the situation we're after with Lay the Field. And I feel like they're really good starting blocks. So when you come to creating your Lay the Field strategy on our software, the first couple of things I'd be looking at is race distance. You know, how did these do in terms of race distance? And non-handicap versus handicap. Now... If you look at the back data and it says, actually, it's fine to keep non-handicaps in, then that's great, right? I'm just talking about, from my own personal opinion and logic of this, what I think is good to do. Now, the great thing with the software is that it will tell you what's best to do. So you can you can come at it with the hypothesis, like I always do. I have an idea of what I want from a strategy, 
but then you can see the actual data and see what's actually the case. Um, so yeah, really interests me um, in terms of distance to trade and also handicap, non-handicap. Now, like I say, what, what's one of the downsides? Because we, we can't just talk about upsides of a strategy. We've got to balance, balance it. And what is the downside with lay the field? Well, like I say, the downside, I think, is other than looking for a competitive race, you're not really analysing the horses much individually. And I think with that, there's always an element of, well, we're just laying every horse in a race. There's not, there's not a ton of strategy to it. There's not a ton of nuance to it. Okay, that's why a lot of people like it. It's a very easy strategy. But on the same on the same kind of topic of it being an easy strategy, you know, there's an argument that it could be slightly too easy in terms of that you're not analysing or researching really hard with a strategy like this. And when it comes to finding an edge on Betfair, we know that we want to use the software to do that stuff. So we can do that with Laderfield, and I think that counteracts that. But it's important to talk about things like that because what you don't want to get is a situation where you're just like well I'll just lay all the handicaps short races and see how it goes you know so you do want to add other filters into that situation you want to see what's been doing well over the past couple of years you want to see what could give you an edge in the horse racing markets and that's the key with lay the field um that it's a great strategy. I really like lay the field. I think it's it's something that makes sense. You know, you've got a clear directive. Okay, I want to find races where they're going to be competitive. It should be close. Um, one thing I'd say as well is, if it is something interesting, just watch a few Betfair markets. Watch the in-running prices, okay? Watch how they go. Watch what happens. If you can, get a live feed as you're watching. That is amazing. Because that, again, will show you, okay, so this is what happens when this happens. And that's why later field could work, or this race it wouldn't have worked. Just give yourself an overall feel of the strategy. I always think that's a good idea. Because when you create a strategy, you want to then have a look at it, test it, and actually see how it works in action with your trading. Okay? Um, but one of the things I think people like about later field as well is that it's very, you can do it in a very set and forget way. You know, I can place all my trades before the race because all I'm doing is laying at, at a short price that none of the horses in the race would have hit already. So I can keep that in play and I'm done. I just lay all the horses at the same price, maybe 1.5, tick keep in play and I'm done. That is my trade done. Um, and you know, you could set that up obviously earlier in the day and things like that. Um, so it's one of those strategies, I think, where it's really interesting because it's very simple to implement. It's very easy to do set and forget. You know, you don't have to be sat at your computer screen all day with this. Once you know which races you want to use, you can just go ahead and, and set that all up. And I think there's a massive advantage to that with trading. I mean, you know, how often have I talked about on here that a lot of people just say, well, I don't have time to trade. Well, this is a strategy that doesn't need you to have time to trade. I mean, spare five, ten minutes a day 
which everyone can. I mean, I know like some people like to say they can't, but everyone can spare five, ten minutes a day. Um, then actually, yeah, this is a strategy that could work for you. So it's worth looking into. And I'm interested to see what people come up with as well on the software. I mean, obviously, we released the software uh, at the start of June, and it's not, it's obviously still in its infancy in terms of people creating strategies and things like that. We've already got some really promising looking ones out there. Um, but I'll be interested to see what people come up with with Lay the Field. Um, and I think that it's a really interesting one uh, to create strategies for. Um, and like I say, what, what you're really thinking about here is shorter races. One other thing I should mention is the runners in the race. Um, you're going to want, ideally, you're going to want a few runners in the race. Um, but maybe not a crazy amount, you know. So, Grand National 40 runners, well, the odds aren't going to get short on a horse until it's pretty much going to look like it's going to win. So, at best, you might get two matched. I can't see you ever getting three matched in a Grand National at odds of 1.5. I mean, it could happen, but it's just you'd be relying on a late faller, really. Um, because what's more likely to happen is two horses going at it towards the end and maybe they get matched. But the problem is that um, what tends to happen most of the time is that if you watch, it just the horse will just steam. The one horse will be miles ahead in a race like that. So again, that's the problem of distance, but it's also the problem of having a ridiculous amount of runners. What's the minimum number of runners I'd have in a race? Well, again, the software will help you determine this when you look at it. Well, how does it perform? You know, how does it perform with six, seven, eight runners? I mean, I always kind of think of eight runners as a good kind of starting point. Um, and people have asked me as well. So what's, how do you know, like what odds do you target? Because it's, it's, it's an open one in terms of the odds pre-race because obviously the horses you know, their odds can be anything pre-race, but you're just trying to get matched in play at 1.5. So pre-race odds, in terms of what they are specifically, don't actually matter in terms of this strategy. Um, because ultimately, you're just trying to get some horses running close in running. The only thing I would say, and what I tend to look out for is, can you get three or four horses who are similar odds at the top of the market? You know, can you get a situation where there's there's a horse trading at five point something, six point something, maybe a seven point something, and maybe a nine point something? You know, get a few horses where the odds are around a similar level so that there's not just one clear favourite or two clear favourites in the field. And I think in those situations, they can be ideal because you can go, wow, this is going to be a really competitive race. Um, and I almost feel like that's kind of where I'd start. If I was looking at kind of testing this and just watching and seeing, right, okay, let's see if we can get Laderfield to work here. These are the races I'm going to use because I like the fact that the, the horses' odds are bunched together with, with three or four of them. You know, if you can get four horses that are trading below odds of 10, that's almost like the ideal situation, as long as one isn't trading at like 1.5 or something already. Um, but yeah, again, experiment with that. See how it goes. Does that work for you? This is the thing with a lot of strategy creation and horse racing and, and football and whatever it is. 
you know, the answers are often there for us to find. The software will tell us a lot of the answers. Um, you know, sometimes I get questions from people that are so specific, like, what happens if this horse does this and this and this? And I'm like, well, just put it in the software and it'll tell you. Like, I'm not going to know that off the top of my head. But what you can do is utilize, you know, you've got such a powerful piece of equipment now. And that's the reason why so many people are overjoyed with the software and we're getting such good comments and feedback from it. It's because people are realizing what they can actually do with it and they're like, wow. Um, you know, so use the power of the tool that, you know, we've created for you and you'll do well because that's the thing about looking at the kind of cold hard facts of it all. The good thing is as well, it takes a lot of opinion out of it. You know, an opinion's fine to an extent, but ultimately what we want to be doing is data driven. You know, we want to push our edges because the data's helping us push our edges. Um, that's how that's how top traders do it. That's how top stock market traders do it. That's how, you know, top professional poker players do it. Anyone who's kind of doing it in an industry where risk is involved, um, statistical data just becomes of the utmost importance. I mean, I always mention the fact my sister's a statistical analysis um, worker uh, where she lives in Bristol, and she does really, really well, makes a lot of money, because there's companies who will pay so much money for good statistical data, for good analysis of that data. And the, and the reason is that data affects so much in terms of trading, in terms of, you know, big companies, we all want the data, the best data, the best data will help give us an edge on Betfair. And it's as simple as that. You know, like I say, I can have all the opinions in the world. If the data doesn't back up my opinion, then I'm not interested that much in my opinion. And I think that's the key uh, with a lot of things. It's kind of you have to suspend your own opinion sometimes. You know, there's strategies I've started up where I've gone, I'm sure this is going to happen. Then I run the strategy and go, OK, I was wrong. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually OK to be wrong about things. Um, you know, I'd much rather put my faith in a mega computer that's literally compiled billions and billions of lines of statistical information for us all. Um, and I think that's the key here with what I'll kind of conclude with on the later field strategy is that, you know, I've got some ideas about what would work and things you can start testing in your filters and when you're creating your strategy. But ultimately, be driven by the data. If the data is telling you something, then it's worth listening to. And it will help you create that strategy. But hopefully I've given you some good positives and negatives about the later field as a strategy. Um, I think it's not going to be a crazy one where you're going to find strategies that are going to make you millions overnight. I think it's one of those where I've looked at some of the ones that people have created already that have done well and it's been it's been more of a case of they've done well. It's kind of like gradual profit over time. Um, and yeah, I, I guess as well with something like lay the field, you, you're, you can use decent size staking once your strategy is spot on. Because essentially, you know, you know what you're doing. The variance shouldn't be crazy. Quite often you're going to get races where two or more get matched. Um, it's unlikely you're going to go on a run where let's say 10 races, you don't get 
two horses match, so you lose ten trades in a row. It's, it's very unlikely. Um, but again, it's an all-or-nothing strategy in terms of staking. So, you know, it's a bit like the Dobbs strategy with later back, where essentially, with back to later, where essentially you're risking your stake. So, whatever your liability is, that's your risk. So let's say, in, in, let's say I'm laying for ten pounds stake at odds of one point five, and I'm laying the field. My liability is five pounds. Okay. Because if the horse wins at 1.5 and only one gets matched, I lose a fiver. Now, that's a pretty, you know, it's not a bad situation to be in. Because obviously if two horses get matched, I make a nice profit um, in that situation. But what's really important here is to know that, yeah, that's you are risking your stake. So that £5 is 100% at risk. Um, we're not trading out of that if it doesn't go our way you're letting it run it's a very much a set and forget strategy um but yeah it's a great little strategy i really like it that's the kind of crux of it hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast guys remember you can listen to po- we've got literally hundreds of podcasts to listen to we've got hundreds of videos on youtube you know all that stuff's free so if you're not quite ready to make the jump um, listen to as much of that as you want but also what I would say with the horse racing software is you know we spoke to some of the guys when it first launched and we got a lot of messages like oh, I'm not sure um, I don't want to kind of pay out for a month I, I haven't seen I haven't seen it myself so we did listen to you guys and we've now got options where you can take out for a spin for a day or you know a couple of days you know maybe over one weekend um, you know you should have a little look at it because I think the thing is, you'll you'll always regret it if you don't have a look at it, and then you realise uh, how good it is later down the line, um, when maybe it's not you know it's not available, or maybe spaces are fill, full and all that. Um, and we do have to limit, obviously, with something like this, we do have to limit membership to an extent. Um, I mean, we're not too hard line on that, but at the same time, it's uh, it's important that we all are able to maintain and keep our edges. Um, as a community because we're doing some great work here but we'd love you to be a part of that if you're not already a member and I'm sure I can speak for the other members here um, and you know seriously I'd, I'd say give it a weekend if you can um, if you're not 100% sure yet because uh, I just think it's something that once you see it and try it um, you'll get it. you'll totally get it if you're not sure you'll totally get it and you'll know whether it's for you or not and I think Obviously, we found that most people are saying, yes, this is 100% for me. This is, I can't actually believe what you've produced. And I think that's the, that's part of the issue for us is that you're trying to educate the people on on this stuff is not very easy because you really need to see it. You know, It's one of those things like you need to see it to believe it because uh, the power of this thing is just ridiculous. And uh, the work Adam's doing, the work John's doing as well on the forum, I've mentioned this in, in a couple of my YouTube videos, but if you're on the forum, if you're a member, or even if you just get a day or two pass, you know, go and say hi to John and, and thank him for the work he's done because a lot of the horse racing stuff, you know, it's, it's so good because of him and Adam working together to kind of figure out what everyone needs. Um, and yeah, really great guys. But that exemplifies what Betfair Trading Community is all about. Just really great guys everywhere. Um, I could mention every single member. There's not one member I, could, I would say is not a good guy. Genuinely, 
and uh, it, it's just an amazing environment it's an amazing experience to be a part of and I love the fact we're all pushing each other and challenging each other to become better traders you know now I'm a pro trader and I'm getting better every day because of Betfair trading community so um, I think that's really important to to know and like I say come and have a little spin for a day or two if you're really not sure because uh, why not you know it costs virtually nothing and you know it's worth worth finding out if it's for you right all right guys i hope you have a great week and most importantly i hope you make some money trading on betfair